You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners, by business owners. My name's David Sudworth, and welcome to our latest episode. Marketing. It's something every business needs to do, but when it comes to trades, it's kind of hit and miss. Now, as a company ourselves in the northwest of England, we major heavily on marketing. We understand that it's an important part of business, an important part of getting customers, an important part of retaining customers. But when I'm online myself, I'm always scouting around for ideas and best practice. And one particular person that's caught my eye is Mark Fenton. Mark is a chimney sweep based in the Midlands in Stourbridge, and he covers part of Warwickshire. Now, Mark spent 20 years in retail store planning, so he's got some insight into how the best marketing best practices work, and his wife, Louise, has a background in sales as well. So together, they make a really formidable team. So, Mark, how important is marketing to your business? I think it's absolutely vital. Um Starting from scratch with no customers, we really had to push it um, to get as much as you can and build up a customer base quickly. Um, the best way to do that, we found, was up Facebook, um, Instagram, and just getting people involved. Um, and the way that that could spread from one customer picking up to another one, you know, I mean, it's just really grown over the last three years. And um, what would you say is probably your, your biggest platform? Because I, I see a lot of your stuff on Instagram, but um, when I speak to customers, they usually pick up stuff via Facebook. Did you find it any different? Yeah, I think um, inquiries will come through from Facebook, um, whereas um, we've got existing customers will also follow our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so new customers tend to come, they'll do a, a Facebook search or a Google search, and then once they're on board, then they start following the Instagram. I think that's how I find it. And do the different platforms? Uh, do they have? Do you use different messages for each? Because I'm assuming that there's a slightly different relationship between customers on each platform. Yeah, there is. And um, we're sort of um, we might have similar posts, but we never post exactly the same thing on both, or rarely do. Um, we need to tailor it to the sort of customer that we're. Um, we're going to pick up on that uh, on those different platforms. So, as I said, um, Instagram will be more showing what we're doing, but that's to maybe existing customers. Whereas we're really pushing our, our customer, showing our, um, our contact details and things like that on the Facebook posts. Have you have you decided to go into the murky world of TikTok by any chance? <laughs> Not done TikTok, no. Uh, <laughs> It's it's strangely addictive. I mean, I, <laughs> I was inter- uh, introduced to it by my daughter, and I thought it was a lot of rubbish at first. But you, you can lose a good few minutes and maybe even a couple of hours just scrolling through stuff. It's certainly a different medium. It's it's a lot more humour driven on there. One of the things I'm always scared of is that I get the feeling that the likes of Facebook and Instagram that's that's great for. Um, maybe say the 30, 40 pluses, but social media coming up the tracks, the likes of um, Snapchat and uh, TikTok is probably going to be a lot more um, important as the years progress because those are, obviously those people will, will start getting older and that will become their social media platform of choice. We'll have a look into that. So Lou does a lot of the, um, I mean, she's really pushed that side of it. I mean, 
Facebook and Instagram, not really something I'm, I use it, but I'm not that familiar with. Lou's actually done with some um, local businesses. She's done some uh, training and some courses on how to use these different software and different apps um, to push the businesses. So, yeah, okay, we'll, uh, we'll have a look into those suggestions then. Tell us a bit about your background, because I know you um, we said at the beginning that you were in a retail store planning. How does that work? Because I, I know for, for one thing is that when it comes to marketing, places like supermarkets and big retail stores, they've got it down to a fine art, haven't they? Um, well, it helps in a lot of ways, actually. It's not just the store plan. I mean, I, I do use CAD, so when I'm doing an install or I'm measuring up, um, I might draw up a, a picture or a chimney access. I might draw it up in CAD and work out what I need to, um, you know, the heights and the different things like and that's that. Like a, is that a software program that you can yeah, use to... AutoCAD's um, industry standard software, which I use mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but I... Um, in my day-to-day when I was doing the retail planning, I would be dealing with uh, individual shops, so the, the the staff in the shops, and I'd also be dealing with the high-up um, office people, um, the managers, the directors, and things like that. So I just had a – I was used to dealing with a wide range of people and customers. Um, and I think that comes over, you know, like sometimes you meet people and they're not very good communicators. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just go in, do the job, and that's it, and they're gone. Whereas I do like to build up a good relationship with the customers, and I find that that's really helped me build from doing one sweep with somebody, and they'll pass the details on, and they pass that on again, and uh, it's really grown that way. Just going back to the uh, the retail stuff, one of my bugbears is that when you're in a store, they seem to change it every five minutes. That's uh, now that's that's a deliberate ploy, isn't it? Just uh, just explain to us how that works, because I think I think it's quite interesting the way certain marketing tactics are used. I mean, I worked for I didn't I wasn't employed directly by by the um, the retailers, so uh, we were sort of told this is going to be moving, um, and it was more of a case for us of that how we practically make that happen um, within the certain rules that have been set to us. So, yes, I can understand that you go into shop and they've moved something again. Um, and, yeah, that's that's unavoidable, really, for us. I mean, it was just we had to deal with that and make it work in a practical sense. But, yeah, I, I can understand how uh, frustrating that would be. But you're, you, you're, you're obviously noted that there was there was certain method in the madness as it were because you know if if you're the standard trick really in places like supermarkets for instance is you never put the bread never put the bread and milk together because if people want just bread and milk they'll just go to one part and don't don't visit the rest of the store so so the the the, the opportunities to to tempt customers to pick up other stuff is uh, is is greatly reduced i mean when it comes to trades we tend to find that a lot of trades are very good at the actual job, but when it comes to selling themselves, that really that's that almost plays second fiddle. Is, is that something that you've noticed? And and if so, how is your ability to to become a recognisable marketing brand? How has that helped the business? It is something I've noticed, um, and when I've visited customers who've used another suite previously, they've all said, and it's just um, having that ability to go in and just be friendly with people and chat to people and um, just think outside of the job you're there for, which is go in and sweep the chimney. Um, it's it's something that just comes naturally to me. I mean, that's, it's easy enough to do, but... Um, 
there's so much more potential once you start you've done the chimney and there's other things you can help with and, uh, and I noticed that quite early on just sweeping the chimney but then they want a cow fitting or they want this doing or I've got customers who aren't, don't even have a fire but they want some repairs doing to a chimney mm. and if you just start chatting to one customer they might pass your details on to somebody else who needs that sort of work doing and um, I found it's over the three years have been going, it's really built up well. And we've gone from just one bit of work to a range of different services, which we're really pushing now. Um, it's worked to fill, filling up the, um, the calendar quite nicely. And, and how do you match the, the promise with the actual expectation? So the usual one is you do all this marketing, but you, no one answers the phone. So, so you, you spend all this money uh, putting stuff out there, but um, you can't service it because you haven't got time to pick up the phone. Uh, I, I assume you've got some system whereby you can actually <laughs> can actually speak to the customers and book the jobs in. Otherwise, um, otherwise you'd have quite a lot of frustrated customers. Yeah, we do. Well, there's something we're finding now. Um, we do get it a lot in the, in the busy periods, but um, it, it's building up a bit now. And so we've got um, Louise, my wife, who's on board a lot now. She helps a lot with the um, with the marketing side of it. Uh, but also when when it comes to the booking we've got two of us who work quite well as a team together um i mean she can do a lot of the, the basic booking taking your bookings uh, but i'll help with any technical side information that's needed and so the two of us together um, i mean certainly you know we come to christmas time there's no way you can do all of that on your own it's such a big task but yeah having a, a good team to, you know working together on it it's really helped it it is because as we said in previous podcasts, it's it is a fairly lonely job by yourself. There's you know the, as the, as the business owner, the book stops with you, and you know it, that that can that can be quite a pressurised position to be in, uh, p- particularly when you've got a uh, you've had a difficult day and a few things have gone wrong, and you've had a, maybe one or two difficult customers. And you got to come back, and you got to do all, all all your admin, and you got to start thinking. And that's why, and that's why things like marketing just always take a back seat because it's it's like, well, I've I've got to deal with what's in front of me rather than thinking big picture. But you seem to understand both, which is 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 a great skill to have. Well, I think it's just having a good team on it. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of times when I come home from work late at night, um, I haven't got time to go through a lot of admin. Um, but the wife, um, on her days off, she will have a scheduled post in Facebook. So there are things that are going out. Um, yeah, you know, they're, they're scheduled in there, pre-booked and set up ready. Um, so they're going out when we haven't actually got time to do them ourselves. That's a, I mean, that's, that's a great tip. There are, there are things out there like Hootsuite, which yeah. you can, sh- you can schedule so- social media posts. So you can give, you could, you could, if you spend an hour doing posts, you can spread those out over a good few days. And that's something which adds value to the company and also, and, and also saves you time. Have you seen anything on social media that you thought, oh, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to nick that for myself because, uh, yeah, I, I, I quite like the look of that. Um, I couldn't say personally. I'm sure there's quite a lot of um, stuff that Lou's uh, picked up on, and um, she's put something in the bank, and it, she's got uh, posts or ideas um, ready and waiting to go. <laughs> there's uh, there's no point in inventing the wheel, uh, the wheel is there when well, it comes to. 
I mean, there's the um, the test it Tuesday. I mean, that's not something that we've invented. It, no. It's like an industry standard, and it's been going for a long time. But we've picked up on it because you don't want to be reinventing the wheel. Um, mm. We just want it. It's a good message, and we want to get the message out. So we went with it, but we do our own thing with it. Um, yeah, and that seems to work. I mean, it cuts your the amount of work down that you have to do inventing new things. But um, you know, the, the effect is the same at the end, isn't it? Well, exactly. I mean, I know when we started Burnright, which is the uh, industry campaign to get people to use their appliances in a more efficient way, what we found is that uh, Sweeps just thought it was fantastic and, and continue to think it's fantastic because a lot of the, the heavy lifting is done for you, but you can still, because you're the person giving that message, uh, you, you get the credit uh, for being the professional rather than rather than the the people who actually produce it, which is you know, that's the way it should be. Um, and I suppose you probably find, like I do, that the education element is the, is the bit where you can really add value because most people don't realise that there's a right and wrong way to, to use their appliance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've found this. Uh, I visit a lot of people and they've they've bought this house and it's got a log burner in. They've never had one before. They've got no idea. They've got no instructions with it. And to start off with it, I was going through with each customer, telling them how they use it, using the fuels and all the storage of fuels and you're doing the same thing again and again where saying take a look at this here's a flyer go to the website it's got all the information there for them and they see this nice glossy brochure that you've given them and you know it's it's got the same effect they're getting the same information but it's um, it's making your job a little bit easier i mean um, it's worked to work to treat i think for me i, th- I think uh because it's something that they don't expect to receive and it's it's you know everyone thinks that they're doing it the right way but when the, when it's pointed out there's actually, there's actually that they may not be using it in the right way they kind of feel that it was definitely worth it you know it, it, even if they thought it was worth it before this added value really does it, it rams home to them the importance of having the appliance and chimney swept regularly yeah I and mean, it really pushes the the quality modern sweep as opposed to the chap that just turns up 20 minutes, he's in, brush up and down, and he's gone. Um, so if you're giving them this information, you've got your you say, your, your guild certificates or your professional qualifications, um, and you're giving them good advice, I mean, it's a world of difference, I think. And you can really tell from the feedback from the customers. I think as well, I know my own experience with tradespeople, some of them are not very good at explaining things uh, particularly well, especially in layman's terms, because we can all use jargon. But, you know, we've all we've all heard customers use various words for flus or, or bird guards or whatever. How do you find the challenge between speaking in, in a layman's terms compared to industry jargon? Um, this is something I'm fine with because, and I think this is where my retail background came in because I was, so one minute I was dealing with a director of, of a certain company for the stores and then I'd be dealing with the shop assistants. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just used to switching from one one scale to another. Um, I don't know if I just do that naturally, but uh, so I found that easy. But without that sort of experience, I, I, I can see how some people might find that tricky. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what I'm finding that people who've come from a different background they 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 have so many transferable skills even if even if it's not a practical uh, job that they come from they can bring those skills to to boost their business. Exactly, yeah. 
do you actually enjoy the business side of 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 running a business? Because a, a lot of a lot of tradespeople that they get well into the technical bit, they go on loads and loads of courses. They think it's fantastic, and then they have all this information in their head, but um, yeah. and, and they kind of they they dine out on that information that you know I know this, I know that, but the business side always gets neglected. Do you do you enjoy the business side of it? There's some certain things of it. I mean, the financial business side of it, I uh, really struggle with that. But I like planning. I like developing new, uh, pushing new sides of the business, looking into new options, new trade. I, mean, I always like to learn new things. So mm-hmm. that side of it I do. So um, maybe not so much on the the, the admin, but uh, yeah, the, the tricky bits, um, the finance side of it. But uh, I think there's still uh, quite a lot there you can do to push the business um, and really, you know, it change it around quite a lot rather than just a chimney sweep. Do you have, get any sense that you may need at some point to perhaps take someone on or expand? Um, possibly, yes. I mean, as I say, I'm just I'm doing my third year now. Um, the wife's on board now a lot with the um, the marketing side of it, and that's working well. Um, if it keeps on going, then yes, I would have thought so. Is that something which kind of worries you does it does does it uh, do you think it's an exciting thing because a, a lot of people see it as a bit of a a bit of a uh, um a move to be avoided at all costs <laughs> um yeah it's not something i've got any experience in um it, i say it would worry me a bit uh it's not something that's you know the next year or so yeah it's gonna have to grow a bit more yet but uh when it does happen, uh, I would have no experience. I wouldn't really know what to be doing about that. I think for, I, I've always thought that I don't think the chimney industry is any different to any other industry in this regard, really, that it does focus all on the technical stuff. But when it comes to business development and things associated with that, it it does play second fiddle. And when you do your initial training, most uh, you get the odd person saying, well, what should I, ch- what should I charge? Or you know what uh how would you do this and how how you do that and and where should a market and people are kind of left to their own devices unlike the sweeping part where there's kind of like guidance and you can ring people up um you don't kind of add that support on the the business the admin and the marketing side do you think that's something that could that could the the industry could really do with i think so and it's um it's something that we've had to learn. I say we learn from scratch. My wife's um, got that sort of background in it, but it's the the use of the software and the apps um, we've actually used from joining local Facebook groups. We found people who do Instagram training, and they've it's not just about how to create nice looking posts. There's a lot more advice in there on how to make it work effectively. Uh, that's something that neither of us have had any experience in. But to be honest, that's been invaluable. Um, so the one thing I've sort of learned over the last, say, three years is that um, giving things over to people who know what they're doing. Mm. Um, so you might take on somebody who can, you know, is quite good on the um, uh, social media side of it. Let them do it. Rather than try and struggle on yourself, let them do it because you'll get a lot better results from that. And I think it, in, in all the various areas of the, the business, that's true now. 
I think that's I think that's spot on because I I think you know as business owners we always think to ourselves that we we need to do we need to do everything ourselves. Yeah, and, and I've been guilty of that. Yeah, I think to be honest, Mark, I think we all are because it, our nature is to because it's our baby. We we want to look after everything so we know everything every part of the business is right. But I think and I think this is probably where you'll find that you're if you do decide to expand, you'll probably find it easier than than someone who perhaps doesn't trust people to get on with the on with the job because they think, well, they know more than me. I mean, obviously, if you take someone on, they probably don't know more than you, but you've still got that underlying trust there that once they know what they're doing, then they should be basically be able to crack on and do just as good or or or, or even bet or even a better job. I mean, um, it was something that we, uh, when we started doing, we had to find a way to make sure that the information went out was right. So it would be a case of Lou would put together some posts, but I would do a fact check on it, make sure technical information was correct. Um, but then Lou started picking things up, so she knew when she had to come to me. Um, so we built up that working relationship there. Um, and now I, I really don't get involved very much unless there's something specific, you know, we, I need to check over. But, yeah, it's great. Um, you, you feel like a weight off your mind, really. So three years in, are you are you continuing to, to enjoy the business uh, or, or are you starting to find that there's a few more headaches creeping in? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, we're finding more things. Um, as I say, started off, it was just doing the sweeping. I could quickly see that putting cowls on and doing roof work was worthwhile. Um, doing CCTV inspections, um, just started doing drone surveys. I mean, there's so much you can do um, to push the business and the, the calendar's filling up nicely now because we're doing those other areas. Um, I just enjoy doing new things. And, you know, because we keep bringing in something different, it keeps growing. So it's 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 interesting because of the fact that the, the, there's, new, there's new and challenging things to yeah. do. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, it's going to get boring. But if you, and this is the one of the things when I started working myself, I said, I, I'm now my own boss, so I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I'm going to make the business what I want it to be. And as long as you, you stick to that, um, you're going to enjoy it, aren't you? And it's not going to be brilliant every day, but, you know, you can't complain. It's not like sitting behind a desk working for somebody else. So. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, what if you look back now um, from when you started? What's the what's the key thing that you've learned? Do you think uh, in the past three years? Um, like I said, just to assess what you're doing, make sure you do it. You're enjoying what you're doing. Um, I mean, some things are hard to start with, but you'll pick them up. But as long as you you think you're heading you're heading in the right direction that you want to go, then then keep on with it. And when it comes to Future plans, obviously, taught that you 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 may you may look to expand. Do you, do you ever think about well, this is what we need to be doing this time next year, or is it are you just kind of taking it month by month at the moment? It's quite short term at the moment, but um, what we've found is that um, as we've been going three years now, we've managed to spread the workload out a bit more throughout the year. We're getting a bit more breathing time, and we're able to the wife and sit down and have a look and say okay then we're going to start planning ahead now um whereas before it was, it was just very short term we need to get this month through we need to get ready for christmas you know um so that's one thing i found just over the last year the workload is spread out better and we're getting time to to spend and 
plan plan ahead. Sounds like you're doing a fantastic job. Listen, Mark, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. And thanks to everyone for continuing to to tune in and listen to these podcasts. Like I always say, it's great to have your feedback. Please don't hesitate to get in touch if you've got any ideas for future podcasts or you just want to give a comment on what you've just been hearing over the last 25 minutes or so. Thank you very much to all of you for tuning in. Thanks to Mark for joining us and we'll see you next time.